Well, hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Coast of Cray podcast. I am Tom. And I am Matt. And this podcast is, well, all about roller coasters, all about theme parks, all about the stuff that we're into as Coast of Cray. If you're not aware of Coast of Cray, we um, are kind of a layer organisation and we make limited edition uh, merchandise based on your favourite roller coasters and theme parks. We uh, started late last year, we did a subscription box service for a little while and now we are back and bigger than ever with a blog, with a YouTube channel, with this podcast and with some great new merchandise coming out. So if you want to check us out, coastercray.co.uk or follow us on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram at coastercray. But let's just get in with the podcast. Yeah, let's go. So um, for this very first one, we thought we'd do a little uh, best and worst there is. Of, uh, of Europa Park. But that should be uh, versed, spelled W-U-R-S-T. <laughs> Just as a little joke there. As in the sausage. As in the sausage. But this podcast is definitely not about sausage. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, right, we'll get started before all that, though, with our Europark Best and Worst, with just a little roundup of the news. The biggest theme park-based news stories of the week, we'll cover it in just five minutes. I've prepared the news stories, and I want Matt's view on all of the latest happenings. So, Matt, are you ready? You can have your view as well. Yeah, that's true. I've, my views <laughs> solely will, my view. My views will roughly become apparent. This is what I think of that. <laughs> Disagree. My views will roughly become apparent based on the stories I've picked and and where I'm choosing to uh, to comment on them. But um, I'm very much after. So it's a biased news. It's a biased news articles. Yeah, um, but it's not fake news, it's and that's the news. important thing. I think there's, yeah, I can I can source all of these stories. So yeah, if you're happy with that, then let's get five minutes on the yeah. clock. All right. Are you feeling confident, Matt? Yeah. You We've tell me when to start, and we'll go. <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm on a game show. <laughs> no pressure now. All right. Let's do five news stories in five minutes. In three, two, one. Get We're off. Okay. Uh, so Halloween Horror Nights 2017 yes. at Universal Excited. just announced the second maze. So the first maze they announced uh, was the American Horror Story maze, the Coven. I think the latest series of that. That's yeah. they've had that for a few years now. A brand new maze coming up based on the classic horror film, The Shining. What yeah. do you reckon? I think that's going to be that's going to be great, isn't it? It feels like it's the one that people have been waiting for. I've not seen The Shining personally, but obviously via The Simpsons and just via its pace and pop culture, I I know kind of all those bits. And it seems like, you know, you've got uh, the hotel, the building itself. Uh, Hopefully people are saying if they get the outdoor kind of hedge maze going on as well, there's quite a bit to that. I think it's got scope to be a really, really decent maze. Having not been to Horror Nights, can't really say too much on on the other mazes, obviously, but I think it's definitely, yeah. Great, well, the way I think nine maids in total last year, so clearly a lot more to be announced. So we'll look forward to all of those. Um, That's se- a minute. Wow, okay, it's perfect. News, let's, news one done. let's move right on. Um, the second story is um, all the previews have been happening over in Disney's Animal Kingdom in Florida. We're getting our first look into Pandora, Pandora. the world of Avatar. Yeah. Um, and I just want your thoughts in general. I've, I've noted down a few things. So we've got the main ride, the kind of soaring style, but a bit different ride, Flight of Passage. That looks amazing. People are really talking highly of the queue line of all things as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm, the, what's it called? Uh, Flight of Passage. Flight of Passage, that's right. It looks amazing. Definitely doesn't look like Soarin' from what I've seen, though. Oh, sweet. Um, it looks like you kind of get on these bikes, and they kind of move mm. into the screen. And there's actually kind of a lot of like, up things. and down movement from what I've seen. It's kind of not just like Soarin' where you're kind of like, oh, a little bit left, a little bit right. You know, it's, oh, I wow. think it's got a full scale of movement. 
Well, they're clearly um, expecting it to be very popular. The queue line itself will apparently hold four hours worth of queue. So if that's not a damnation on Fast Pass Plus, increasing uh, queue line times, uh, I don't know what is. And they've also a second ride in Pandora. It's kind of that's a... That's it. That's two minutes. It's, well, we'll, we'll have to <laughs> I feel ra- like we need to talk about the boat ride, though. We'll have to rail through it. Apparently, it's not quite so good, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, from the YouTube videos that I've seen, it, it looks good, but... I don't know what I was expecting. I kind of think when you think I of think Disney, the expectations were high for this. You think there's going to be, yeah. it's going to be like at least like what eight minutes long. Hopefully a narrative as well. It doesn't seem like we're going to yeah, get that. Doesn't look like there's any kind of narrative to it. It's kind of more of like a an ex- exploration of, of kind of Pandora as opposed to you know is a, 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 a don't know. That said, it's it's clearly all going to be extremely beautiful and hopefully a really worthwhile addition to Animal Kingdom opening at the end of the month. Definitely. All right, very quickly moving on now. Yeah. Uh, so in response to the uh, tragic incident in Drayton Manor, um, Merlin originally closed their three Rapids rides at Legoland, Alton, and Forb. They've now reopened, but quite a few changes. Uh, major effects such as the uh, waterfall off the towers has been turned off and lots of staff being positioned throughout the ride. Now apparently they're saying that some of these trains are temporary, they've been working with the health and safety executive. What are your thoughts? Is it maybe turning off every single feature a step too far that's going to make it too mild or is this a necessary response? I think it's definitely a bit of a step too far. I mean, if you're sacrificing the, the whole ride experience yeah. based on... I know it, it is obviously terrible what happened, but if you're sac- if you're changing all of that just based on one, one tragic event that happened, a different part that seems like a bit of a knee jerk reaction I, I think sometimes yeah the circumstances can be different but clearly uh, hopefully they'll be monitoring that situation uh, SeaWorld have done a deal with uh, the makers of Sesame Street they've already done I think some link with Sesame Street Sesame Street land somewhere but there will be a Sesame Street land coming to SeaWorld uh, Orlando by 2022 what do we reckon to that? Can't wait. Move on. Oh, wait, okay. <laughs> and, fi- and finally, maybe something get close to home, close to our hearts. Uh, Slammer has now officially closed for good after being standing in operational since the start of the 2017 season at Fort It's not Park. much of a surprise. It's, is it? the, it's the end for Slammer. I managed to ride it uh, late last year in September. I was surprised when I went to Fort Park that day. It was open. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those part of an increasing category of flat rides for me where I go on and once a month I wonder why it's I chose to go on it. I'm not getting it, anything it? out of it. No. No. It's kind of thrilling when you're going going over the top pretty fast and then as soon as you start going upside down you're like okay this is just a bit painful and a bit much and just it's it's just not enjoyable no it's it's um, not pleasant it's not really is it so, but a unique ride the last one of its type left in the world so slammer gone but probably not forgotten maybe for all the wrong reasons that was your five new stories in five minutes how are we doing for time four minutes well we've given you guys a whole minute back to your life so with that we can move on now to our Europark best and worst. So just over a week ago, we went on our first coaster crate trip uh, abroad to uh, to a foreign theme park. It's been my first time kind of checking out those uh, sort of parks before. We went to Germany and we went to both Europa Park. Uh, Germany's largest theme park, second largest in Europe, very popular amongst the enthusiast community. And Tripstrail, well known, but maybe not necessarily as, as well visited by every enthusiast with some truly unique rides. And we'll be covering plenty of highlights of those in our blog and in this podcast. And we're going to start off with our five first worst rides, uh, each from Europe Park, and our five best rides. It's a theme park with tons of variety, lots of coasters, a good selection of dark rides for all to ride. So you spoil for choice, and clearly uh, very much, you know, the Mac rides um, kind of show hub for all of that. So, 
Uh, we've both made our own individual lists. We haven't shared these each of us so far. So we're going to see where There's going to be some surprises. Where the similarities lie, where the surprises lie, will we agree, will we not? Um, who knows? But I think the discussions are part of the fun. So, uh, yeah, should we get started with that? Absolutely, yeah. I guess we should start with the worst. Yeah, I think it's, it's only fair. And yeah. unfortunately, Euro Park, you know, undoubtedly has some amazing high quality rides but because it's been built up now for over 40 years um, there's a, a clearly a mixture of the latest technology attractions and those from yesteryear you know maybe maybe some don't have the current attention maybe you, you would hope so um, there's a lot of nostalgia there exactly so we're going to start with our fifth worst so our not so bad ride and we'll build up each yeah, to our, our absolute first Humdinger, just yeah, it wasn't worth its time at all. Um, do you want to go first? Then what was your favorite? Okay, I'll go first. So number five for me is Geisterschloss. Geisterschloss. I, now yeah. I can't even uh, immediately remember what what that is. The ghost, the ghost train. Oh, the ghost train. Oh, oh yes. I think it translates yeah. to ghost castle. Ah, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's not the best R ride there. It's not, no, definitely not. Definitely one. Not obviously one of the best R rides I've ever been on. So it's the exact same um, ride system as uh, Spirit of London, Man Two Swords, with those kind of cars that rotate. Very similar, of course, to Haunted Mansion. It's exa- yeah, it's the same ride system as Haunted Mansion, really, isn't it? I mean, it's even got the uh, the lift at the beginning, which kind of stretch and stretch yes. and it, which is like I was an exact so rip-off I was it. so personally surprised they even kind of went for that. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, the similarities there were not sort of. There was clearly a period at, at Europa Park when they were developing rides, when they were just kind of like we just kind of want to be the Disneyland of. <laughs> of Germany or something there's a lot of inspiration going on there isn't there but I think it's main fault um, clearly has to be arguably the lack of focus on what they want the scenes yeah, to just, do it just feels like they've just bought a, a load of, uh, of props and you know animatronics and stuff and just kind of jam them in where they can I mean it's it's an okay ride it's not particularly re-rideable though, yeah exactly so. I'm glad I went in it once experienced yeah. it but it's, it's not it's not memorable I'm not going to ride it again it's a lot of done yeah. right exactly yeah well, my fifth worst is also a dark ride. Oh. It is Atlantis Adventure. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, so this is, if if you're unsure, it's uh, an interactive shooter ride. It's probably more similar to um, Buzz Lightyear than, say, Jewel necessarily. It's really you can, to you can rotate Lightyear, the cars, yeah. can't you? Um, the shooting system. I mean, my main experience and kind of shooting rides has been like Team Blaster and and Jewel. I'd probably say the shooting system a lot less accurate than that and so you're going around apparently in submarines um, going through an underwater scape with different sorts of kind of predators and then fish apparently on on a journey to find Atlantis and from what I could decipher from the queue you've got a turtle and like a professor character yeah and so they're meant to be guiding you through and like let's find Atlantis so okay I can buy into that I get the plan I can probably guess we're shooting at things to help clear a path through the underwater thing but then at the end Having not necessarily at any point around founding Atlantis, the end scene just before you go back uh, back around to the station is the turtle and the professor guy with all this treasure. And so I'm just un- this really to- annoyed you, yeah. didn't it? Did, did we- so what was what was the plot? What was the story? Did we find Atlantis? So my personal view, and this is just a personal view. I'm, I'm pretty certain no one shares this with me. Not related. Is that is that they were using riders the whole time to you know make some sort of assault on the underwater ocean so they could find this treasure at the end they had no intention of finding Atlantis and, but of course let's not forget it's a shooter ride so you go past this scene with a gun in your hand and so maybe not a real gun no like with a laser, a laser shooter gun, gun thing. but maybe the moral takeaway from this ride is because you've got a gun and you had that situation is do you do the maybe just a moral thing and shoot the professor character 
in the head to stop him from stealing stealing from the ocean I knew this was going to come up or do you let bygones be bygones and put the gun down and be passive and maybe that's the existential point the ride's getting together to be honest I couldn't find any other story in it so that's why I've got to come up with that if I'm honest yeah I think you're reading too much into it really (laughs) yeah well I'll write to Roland Mack on that one and get maybe the true thing but that's at least my personal interpretation of it but that's that's my fifth anyway Atlantis Avengers it's alright the theme is pretty average at best the animatronic is a kind of ropey and and, you know I, I kind of made a joke there but it's there's clearly a point to it. It's a nice underwater-themed dark ride. But once again, what's the focus? What's the story? Why are we shooting on horror-themed ones? You know, uh, Jewel, it's clear yeah, why you, you should why shoot. But yeah, some of these animals are quite cute, so I don't quite get it. But there we go. All right, what's your number four, then? Uh, my number four is uh, Adventure Atlantis. Okay, so uh, there we go. I don't know if we need to go into that anymore, but yeah. Do you have any uh, of your own interpretations to uh, add to that? Uh, in regards to the storyline? Or in general whatever you want I mean it was war cops so we didn't have to was, maybe suffer uh, a I don't think I've ever queued for it oh okay I think it's oh wow and you've been on some busier cops. dates as well so. yeah well when I went for Horror Nights they had the VR addition to it which was did the Germans maybe and, right. and kind of the European community you know um, necessarily maybe care as much of Dark Rides for the Coasters are there ever long queues for those sort of rides there? I don't know to be honest I mean because I mean, pretty much everything obviously there were small queues for the coast we went on like a weekday during term time Um but even you know every dark ride, it was it was walk on. It was operating pretty empty. All yeah, the time, all the dark rides. I think the, the great thing about Europa Park is everything's like really high capacity. Okay, yeah. Um, especially with the Omnimover ride systems, where they just you know, well, that's true. This never stops. Yeah, they just never stops. So the capacity is always pretty good, anyway, as it is. Um, I think a lot of them, not Adventure Atlantis, but a lot of the dark rides there are kind of you know nostalgic classics, aren't they? As mm. such, and I don't think. You know, they're not massively popular. You know, maybe not 21st century. Maybe doesn't co- obviously compete with the latest offerings from Universal and Disney. Yeah, exactly. but yeah. they've got their place. Yeah, on our list at least. Uh, so my fourth first was um, Alpine Express, but specifically Alpine Express Coastality. So this is in my list. I, I was also, guessing it might be a bit higher. Slightly right? higher. <laughs> wow. Um, well, I'll speak about my experience on it, and my view, and then we can maybe visit yours at the uh, appropriate spot, because I, I guessed yours might uh, go a bit higher. So, for those of you unfamiliar, Alpine Express itself is a essentially a mine train-themed coaster, similar ride system to Scorpion Express, runaway mine train. Yeah, it's, good, it's a good mine train. And it, and it is. It's got an amazing indoor section. Yeah, you know, all the helixes you need. You know, it's, it's, it's good fun. You get a couple of laps on it, so it's, it's your bread and butter. It works really well. But um, they now offer, for an additional charge of two euros a ride, uh, what they call coastality. So, um, obviously, Coast Crate Box Zero customers are very familiar with Europa's venture into uh, virtual reality. Um, but you pay your two euros, you'll get given a Samsung Gear VR headset, so similar to what's used on Galactica at Old Towers. Um, and you put that on, and then you'll get a ride experience. There's actually two different versions they're offering now. There's a Ed an Ed and a Mouse one. Um, where they kind of go through the mine with you. But there's also one based on their new Dark Ride Volatarium and basically sky explorers and riding through the sky. And actually, unintentionally, I got given a headset, despite asking Fred and Edna, with sky explorers on. Matt got, I believe, got given the Edna. Yeah, one. I did get the right one. And so I think sky explorers is a mobile game, and that may have explained why actually on, on my ride on it, the graphics were actually a quite poor for what I was expecting. It was like, okay, they've created this, you know, kind of 3D world going on and I'm, I'm flying through it. And the motions did match quite well um, with the thing. And at one point, 
um, the plane I was on in this virtual reality thing did a barrel roll, but of course the uh, the coaster itself doesn't invert at all. But they managed Surprising. to they managed to uh, sync that up. So actually, it felt like it. I thought, wow, that's quite cool. Um, and there's speakers actually in the car, so not on the headset. Um, I thought that was quite and, weird, actually. And that syncs up, but it means that on like off peak times, you'll actually get some normal riders riding in those cars yeah, around the headset. The sound, and they yeah, get yeah, geared to the sound as well, but. I was maybe just a bit disappointed that at the end. It, the experience wasn't breathtaking. It wasn't the quality I expected of it. The graphics left a lot to be desired. I'm wondering, you know, maybe what it was like on different shows. And whilst there was a decent length to the coasters, two laps of it, they, you know, it's it's hard to kind of really relate to that because you're wearing a headset. So it was a fun experience, but I, it wasn't what I was expecting. I was probably hoping for more. I'm going to completely save my thoughts until... Yeah, I, I can see, I can see the, the blood, list, blood boiling up. There's um, a lot I want to say about it, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to you know, save that for my turn. So let's move on to your third first then. My third is the Swiss Bob. Oh, really? It is. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, what happened there? Well... So it's, it's a bobsleigh a, roller coaster. It's a good ride. Was it built in the 70s, was it? I don't know when it was built. It's, pretty, it's one of the older rides, I guess. Yeah. Um... It's okay. It's, it, you look at it and you're like, wow, that looks quite impressive. I, I imagine not a lot of people have been on that ride type before. Perhaps. Yes. I mean, I yeah, that's true. Um, and I, I, just, I just think the beginning's great. It gets off to a pretty good start. Yeah. Gets going. Stops. And that's it. That's the end of the ride. And then you're on a, about a mile long brake run until you get back into the station. It is true. It's like if I had to think through kind of the uh, the ride itself and pick out you know where am I really enjoying it where's the thrills where's the fun when you get and <laughs> maybe not quite but I don't hate it it's... some sections are a bit basic others where it goes through kind of the main helixes that you expect from a bobsleigh coaster maybe a bit rough you could really kind of feel you know the track changing and because you're I don't mind that That's you're lying down a bit. a bit I didn't feel too comfortable I kind of liked it got a bit more pleasant towards the end but as you say essentially the, the last bit is a very long break the whole the whole well, it feels like you're in the brake run for longer than you're on the ride. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, that's not the sign of a, an amazing ride. And quite a low capacity as well, as um, you have to either kind of share a Bob Cog too or Which go by cool. yourself. And there's only six per train as well, so yeah. uh, can get away to as well. It's, it's, it's okay, it's all right. But for me, it was a bit disappointing. Nope, I, can, I can appreciate that. I, I didn't put it in my list uh, at all. I thought it was kind of a middling ride there. Um, you know, not any reason to visit, but part of the lineup. Yeah, it's okay, it's worth a ride, but um, yeah, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't hit anything. I think there are that. certainly worse rides than that. But the reason two, I put two it in worse, the worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. worse, yeah. The reason I put it in the list was just because it was a, quite a disappointment. Okay, yeah. Whereas some of the other rides that are worse, you're like, well, I know that's going to be worse that's anyway. That's true, yeah. You Whereas think this like is a... like, oh, this is going to be, you know, this looks like good. Yeah. Rides, a nice medium thrills roller coaster should always deliver really shouldn't yeah. it because it's a simple thing to arguably do but yeah, clean yeah. on that case oh well uh, so my third verse was um, Cassandra's Curse now this is what? a this is a madhouse it was built in the same year as Hex as well uh, 2000 and um, so I guess most of our experiences of uh, the kind of madhouses will be Hex or haunting at Drayton Manor but they feature you know they build a, a, a full experience around this madhouse um, ride, you know, you get pre-shows, you get um, kind of other other scares and a story behind it as well, um, and then you end with with the ride, and it's a nice illusion. It's fun. Cassandra's Curse, you walk straight into it, sit down. It's a smaller uh, madhouse than Hex. I think it's maybe the same size as maybe the one uh, the haunting, but because there's no story, 
you even though it's like I know what to expect from yeah, Madhouse, no and I, I, I do enjoy it. But well, there it, might have been a pre-show, but we might have missed it because true, it was it was walk so quiet. Yeah. But I'm just left going. Yeah, it's in the Greek themed area. It's in the Greek curse or something like that. I get the gist of it, um, but. And the ride itself, it spoils its its trick too early. It goes like, completely in inverted commas upside yeah, down. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Too Quite bad. early on the ride sequence, yeah. so it's hex that, that really builds up to that, and that's kind of you know one of the dramatic kind of uh, bits of that ride. And then weirdly as well, they had um, and I this completely took me by surprise back pokers <laughs> yeah. as well, but really but really weird because you this I I don't know why there would there was be. like. Yeah. Um, Compressed air as well, shooting into the back of your neck. Yeah, it was a weird <laughs> set like... of effects that I've not experienced before in a madhouse, and I just thought it's. If it, it yeah. feels like it's obviously it's a back ride, so maybe it feels like they're kind of like throwing all the effects in it to make you know we can if if they want to sell it, they can be like, look, we can put the, the leg ticklers and the compressed I guess, air. I guess and all that's that into, that's into true. It. I mean, probably similar to um, the haunted castle and Atlantis Adventure for us. It's okay, you know, I get what you did, it's not the worst ride in the world, but, you know, A, my expectations are higher, and B, I don't get the, the point, the flow, the, the vision yeah. for it. For me, it's not on my list, purely because I've never done it. This is the first time I've been okay. on it. It's the third time I've been to Europa this time, but it's the first time I've been on that ride, purely because all the other times I've went, I'm like, oh, it's just a madhouse, I don't need to go on it. Yeah. So therefore, when I went on it, I was like, oh, actually, this isn't that bad. Okay, so it's, I guess so, it's all down to expectations. Yeah, whereas you were like, yeah. oh, this you know, it must be quite good. I've been, been raised up heartily on Hex, and uh, I cannot accept any uh, bad house no invitations. Definitely <laughs> no Hex. But that's my third anyway, yeah. All right. So we're on to my second. Go on. Uh, the raised. Europa Park Historama. I didn't put that down. I was going to as well. But I'm glad that you had because it means we can talk about it. So yeah, yeah go on. What was your thoughts? So the ride system is exactly the same as uh, Carousel of Progress yeah. at Disney, uh, in the US Disney parks. So you kind of go in, well, you go through the museum to begin with, which is actually pretty good. Yep, uh, lots of artifacts really of Euro Park, the history, lots of models as well to look yeah, at. Some yeah, really good. detailed models of the rides and, and even the hotels and the resorts and stuff. Um, So yeah, after you, you get through to the museum bit, uh, and then obviously you go into the, the room where all the seats are, uh, and then the screen. And they literally and are just like it's seats, like seats conference centre chairs drilled into the floor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's the weirdest thing to walk into. Yeah, I think, it was quite odd. The concept of it is great. It's it's supposed to be like a showcase of the history. Yeah. Of the, of the park and the they've Mac got the family. history to show for it yeah, as well so it, it could easily yeah, make an attraction yeah. yeah but it's just really poorly executed yeah, fully agree really poorly executed and even though like we didn't I didn't you know we both don't speak that great German so we didn't you know we can't understand it completely we kind of got the gist of what was going on yeah there wasn't even that much German in it to be fair it was mostly visual stuff no and it was it was weird so on Carousel of Progress you know it's it's been running you're looking into the centre and it's these elaborate kind of audio animatronic set sets and they, they talk it through and they give you a show and they convey whatever they want to convey but this was kind of like weirdly empty you know, it's, it's just, like you haven't filled there was no it, soul it's, it's just projections yeah. and it finishes with a weird fountain laser light show yeah. like, oh, it's like, it feels like it's going to be a big finale yeah, and it's like there's a, fountains and you're like wow this is going to be great it's a big show time yeah but it's just 
really disappointed, isn't it? Poorly executed. I'd even verge on the fact, and you know, I'm all for a variety of theme park attractions and really, you know, exploring and checking things out. But I would honestly... I would say don't go on I would honestly say don't go on it. Yeah, I, don't, so would I. I don't think it's worth it. I would say time. go in, yeah. check out the museum, because yeah. that's decent, that's really good. Yep. But then come straight back out, don't, don't go Definitely. into Definitely, I, right. I honestly don't think this is uh, worth trying, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. So that's my number two. My number two may, uh, may not be universally popular, but... You know, it really didn't work for me, and that is Euromir. Um, so Euromir is the is it is would you, you want to call it a spinning roller coaster necessarily? Well, I, th- I think it is classed as a max spinning okay. coaster. Okay. Yeah. So each car it is spin properly though. Each car is uh, yeah a four seater car with yeah, two uh, two groups of two facing opposite directions, similar to Mario Shan spinning uh, coasters, spinning always uh, Dragon's Fury. Except you've got you're in a train of about four or five of these yeah, cars. They're linked together, right? So yeah. you you're often facing actually other riders. And so um, so on this train you go first of all through the world's longest spiral lift hill. It and it honestly long. does take several minutes, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, it feels like you're in there for a good half hour just going <laughs> down that lift hill. <laughs> and, uh, and it's claustrophobically dark. Yeah, like it's, it's not. A I get why they've done yeah. it, but it's not actually. I don't know. It builds up the tension, but it's, after a while, you're kind of like. It's not that effective. I, I wish there was something that. else going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. And so once you finally get up to the top, and you've not got up that far, it's mainly just a very, um, you know, kind of not steep. It's deceptive how, how, yeah. how long you, it is compared you, to how high you go. Yeah, you think you should must be in space by the end of it. And in fairness, that's maybe the intention. But um, yeah, you're not. You're not necessarily that high. You come out onto then a wild mouse section as well which is my favourite kind of uh, type by far at all you know, a bit uncomfortable I don't quite get the point in it but it's doing a while my section and then in like in the straight between each hairpin corner the cars spin 180 so if you were facing forwards you'd be facing backwards and, and vice versa and you go around the corner and it would happen again and this happens four or five times like a, a wild mouse kind of bit does I, d- I don't get the enjoyment at that it's in my best list oh really <laughs> wow okay I, don't, so I, I personally don't get any enjoyment of that. And then it goes into a, a section of helixes, would it be fair to say, but quite steep helixes. It's intense. Quite bang through. Probably the sort of stuff that, um, you know, kind of the, the, the sort of turns that black hole and, and rides like that on towers used to have. Um, but very intense. I and, I, intense and I think yeah. given the way you're sat, and we uh, did that bit backwards. facing backwards yeah. because we didn't counter and, and figure it out enough in the station. It was really intense, bordering on uncomfortable. I think it hurt my my legs, and you know what? It wasn't an enjoyable ride overall. And this is, you know, at least at the time it was built, you know, quite a major roller coaster for them. Now, you know, more just part of the lineup. But as it would be quite a unique ride and ride system, there was just nothing going for it. We're gonna have to agree to disagree on that. One. Okay, because it's in my best list. I won't tell you why, but it's uh, it's coming up in my best list. I'm just hoping it's not number one. Then. If that is the best Spoiler, ride, it's not number one. Okay, <laughs> I'm slightly glad for that. But um, yeah, that's my second uh, second one. All right, my number one. Well, I can definitely guess this. We, spoke, we already spoke about it. Alpine Express, Coastality. You were you were possibly angry about that. Now you had some really, specific issues really that, in fairness, I didn't it. have. But uh, yeah. Okay, so the, the it's two euros. Yeah. That's okay. I don't mind. It's like. I guess the, I, I, I kind of get that they're not charging for it to make a profit on it. They're charging it because they, you know, the capacity of it's low. Yeah. You know, they're trying to quite fiddly as well. It's a bit fiddly for them to do extra yeah, staff, etc. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's not a money maker. You can understand why they're charging for it for the capacity reasons. But because you have paid for it, you feel like it's going to be a good experience or a quality experience. Yeah. 
So we, we sit down. We, we've got the VR glasses. The uh, what are they? The Samsung. Samsung Gear VR headsets. Samsung Gear VR headsets. Yeah. Um, put it on my head. Everything's blurry. Literally, the whole thing oh, is yeah. blurry. And there's the guy going, "Oh, is it okay? Yeah, is it okay?" And I'm like, "No, it's blurry." <laughs> and he's like, "Can you see the mouse?" And obviously, like Euro Mouse is on screen. And I'm like, "Yeah, I can see the mouse, but it's really blurry." And as soon as I say that, that's it. The train just leaves. Is that the command they actually use to dispatch the train, do you reckon? Is that the Maybe. secret code? Yeah. Can yeah. you see the mouse if the train leaves? <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what it is. So the whole thing for me, like, oh, I was no. trying to find out a way of adjusting it. Because yeah. I used to own a, a Vive headset. So I know on the Vive there's like a wheel you can spin and it adjusts the distance of the, of the screen that's in the headset, right? So it can become more blurry or less blurry. So I was trying to find that. I couldn't find it anywhere. I was like literally like trying to move it around my face to try and get it to not be so blurry, but it was just blurry. The whole thing was blurry. And, uh, and from what I did see, the graphics were pretty poor. Oh, okay. So it um, wasn't just the Sky Explorers one. Maybe. No, yeah, it was. It was proper like computer, not computer like a mobile phone game graphics, okay. like you said with the Sky Explorers. Yeah, thing. yeah. It was like because we've both done Darren Brown yeah. at Thor Park. That's good. That's that's exceptional compared to what. Yeah, for all, for, all, for all its faults, they um, they've worked out how to how to you know contain the VR experience. Whereas, I think the whole thing with the VR is less animation because it just doesn't look good. It just never looks realistic yeah. unless you're going to do it photo realistic. Yeah, just don't bother with it. Cost that? Uh, yeah, it's true. But yeah, just it was blurry. We paid two euros for it. The graphics weren't realistic. There were parts where it wasn't even in sync with like which way the train was like leaning or turning oh, yeah, God. I just really really disliked it oh. so that's my number one not and that best. is worst and I'm happy to say that that is worst whereas I think all the other rides they're not they're not bad they're just not as good as the other rides that's the thing with the Europa Park you don't have there aren't awful rides apart from well, you, Alpine Express you say Coast, there aren't awful rides ah uh, okay but my first is uh, also in the Russia area uh, of Europe Park, as was Euromir. Um, and um, you're going to say the full name of the ride. The English name that I, I got off the English app, the, uh, that I got off the app, is Sleigh Ride Snowflake. It may be <laughs> better known to the UK enthusiast community as Bench, Bench. populated by no one in particular. Um, and for those of you who haven't been on it, you literally sit down on what equates to a bench a, a basic clap bar goes over you and you're treated to what I can say is you know someone's cleaned up at the January sales at Garden Centre <laughs> for Christmas decorations you know there's good dark rides there's bad dark it's rides it's a pound bad dark ride but this is this is truly something even from the cars because they are literally part benches where it's like you know, if, I, it, if I gave you a grant and the basic ride I'll give you the ride system as well I don't think you get that for a grand, but um, you could you could achieve it. It's um, but it's the charm of it. It's, like... it's no, but it it goes beyond charm. It's it's too cheap. I've been on you know some you know dark rides you know very small UK parks with very limited investment, but there's at least kind of some creativity and you know it may be kind of cheaper around the edges. But this is literally just if someone's found a load of cheap tat and put it out in ascending benches around it but the joy of this ride and i'll give it one credit is that it has the audacity ticket on ride photo of you <laughs> the most it's, boring it only costs three euros but every cars on my photo that we saw on our epic trip around this winter snowland um 
everyone looks equally as bored. I generally feel that my view to it is is pretty universal. Um, I'm just going to read the it's description. True and abomination. But here's, uh, let's give Europe Park the right to reply. What what does Ryan consider? So Europe Park claim this is a unforgettable winter wonderland. Was, I'll give him. I'll give him unforgettable. Yeah, yeah. Full of festive charm. Yeah. Magical moments, maybe not. Uh, some moments. Seasonal surprises. Um, uh, seasonal, sure I'll, give seasonal. Well, well, I'll give it seasonal. I'll give it seasonal. There wasn't any surprises though. Uh, it was surprising maybe how bad it was. Yeah. Cobble pathways twinkle with thousands of fairy lights and sparkling baubles. Thick snowflakes float down upon 2,500 local Christmas trees. Okay, so if a ride is advertising baubles as a key element of theming, then you know full well it's not going to be top caliber. And I've just realised I'm reading the complete wrong description. And what was that? Yeah, on the website. That was just uh, winter your at local garden That was just generally winter at Yoga Park. Okay. So, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> we'll have to cut that now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, bench. I mean, it's it's not my worst ride. Oh, it's... I didn't... It's Again, it's like what I said with the Swiss Bob. It's like... You don't go there thinking that that's going to be your best ride. You don't go there and thinking I, this is going to be a great. Dark and I ride. didn't have high expectations, but it was just like it's it's too it's too cheap, guys. It's All right. too cheap. Okay. I'm very sorry. So those are, in our opinion, the best rides ever. Part, but let's maybe let's turn it a bit more positive now because there's a great selection of rides there, and there's a lot of great ones to take away. A lot of ones that I'm very glad to make the trip out there for. So, um, what was your fifth best ride at Europe? Number five on the list for me. We've already spoke about it. It's Euro Mir. Euro Mir fifth. Wow. Okay. I think you just didn't like it because we went backwards on the last section, and that is intense. That, that may be some impact on it, but I don't, I don't necessarily know what I would have got. I think the bit at the top is actually quite good. It, it's, it's got that wild mouse element, but it is really high. You actually do feel like. In fairness, I probably chose not to look down personally. Well, yeah, so, uh... and I do kind of enjoy that bit at the top, and I really kind of like how the cars turn and you're facing the the riders, and everyone's faces are kind of like a little bit unsure and a little bit nervous <laughs> and everyone's kind of looking at each other like oh my god what's going to happen but is this just a gimmick for Mac to show people that we can make a run because it does this does it actually have any merit to be there and have been made well yeah it's a, I think it's a good ride I mean and even after you've done the wild mouse section at the top it is intense it's fast but intense some of those drops are pretty you know pretty steep but intense, I think, for me, kind of a bit too much kind of, well. you know, corkscrew t- towards the end thing. And that's, you know what, we're not we're, we're not enjoying it. It's just, it's just kind of a rough, rookie coaster for the sake of it. Yeah, fair enough. It's my fifth best, though. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Well, I'll give you my fifth, and this is probably going to be even more controversial. Oh. My fifth best ride is Woden, the, oh, wow. timber, the oh, wow. timber coaster, the wooden roller coaster. There. Okay. Uh, let's end this podcast now because Tom is officially pack gone up. crazy. Yeah, uh, that's it. No I'm longer a... friends, no colleagues. Man. It's all over. But I'll state my case. Um, it's uh, it was the most recent kind of major roller coaster they've uh, they've opened, I believe. Apart from Arthur, yeah. Apart from Arthur. Um, so they're kind of the latest but big intense ride then, um, and I'll give them that. Boy, was it intense! Now don't get me wrong. It's a brilliant ride in so many ways. You know, it's a proper GCI wooden roller coaster. The trains, they're nice, they're comfy as well. There's only a lap bar on it, of course. Um, and, you know, great drops. If everyone could Lock- watch now, they would just see my face just cringing. Curling up. Yeah. Fists at the ready. But, um, 
you know, great jobs, great airtime, um, you know, some nice kind of bank turns, etc. So what's wrong with it? It's too intense. No, it's not. It's really kind of all bordering on headachy, yeah. No. It's... It's, you know, it's like I can't that. say much because it, it's coming up in mind. So. I, I could guess. It's 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 loud, and you know the cars are really fighting the track. And I get that's obviously it's part of the appeal of wooden roller coasters. But and you know we went on, and we'll save this for another time. But we went on MMO at the, MMO at the uh, wooden roller coaster at Chipston, and we found that actually to be uh, not as intense as we'd like. It actually loses a lot of speed early oh. on, and it. Let's go. I think wooden uh, probably in some sections carries a bit too much. Speed. I, I think, can't be too I, much think speed. I think the ride would be better if it was. Uh, I'm not going to say the dreaded word of trim brakes, but if we just, oh, if we just, oh, just oh. if it just went through those sections just a few miles an hour slower, oh, I, I think you, you, you get you get more airtime. I think the turns wouldn't be quite as jolting, and I think if it, it's a great, brilliant design ride. You know, there's the lots to enjoy about it. But I think the cars just travel and attack the track just that bit too violent, just that bit too much, and for that. You know, it's it's great, and I'm glad I went on it. But I do feel kind of just a slight, just a bit too shaken after it. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Definitely agree to disagree on that. One. Well, you're probably not going to like the remaining four. I'll be honest. <laughs> sure These are not. the best ones. <laughs> but back to especially the, the fact that Eurosat is probably above Voidum, which she's going to well, really disappoint. We'll have to wait and see. Really we'll have to wait and see. Okay. Uh, you actually, well, you'll probably uh, hate the next one, but uh, I'll let you do your first. All right. But as long as it's not Alfred Express, coastality, yeah, I won't be too angry. Okay, number four for me, Arthur. Arthur? Yeah. Very nice. Good dark ride. Uh, well, I say dark ride. Well, that's the great thing is about it, it, though. It's not a dark ride, is it, really? Well, I've not, a, done, I've not done... It's uh, a power coaster, essentially. I've not done kind of the new generation of thrill dark rides, you know, like the uh, Harry Potter Forbidden Journey and the Gringotts one and, and rides like that. So for me, the first time we're doing that sort of system of you can, you know, you can explore indoor environments and, and, and take in that theme as you would in a dark ride, but you can make it thrilling in sections, etc. That was a nice mix, yeah. Yeah, so what I really am not bothered about is the theme. I don't care for Arthur, you know, it's, it was never popular here. It wasn't France and Germany, I think. So just, but... so just briefly, it's, um, and, and yeah, I never wasn't aware of Arthur. It's, uh, it's kind of almost like a bug's life. It's a kingdom of kind of little people that live in nature, essentially. Yeah. And they and they hang out in the world's obviously very oversized. And, you know, there's like giant bees that point yeah. ride and bugs and stuff like that. Yeah, so I'm not bothered about the theme of it. I mean, I think for me it's the variety system that, that yeah. kind of makes it. And this is it's, uh, unique. It's right? seriously impressive, yeah. It's like the only one in the world. Yeah. Will they sell any others though? Is that well? They the haven't so far, as far as I'm aware. But I mean, if you look at the success of Forbidden Journey, obviously it's not the same ride system, but it's pretty similar. I mean, it's probably a cheaper way to do it. Well, I don't know if it's cheaper or not, but it uses the kind of Kuka robot arms Forbidden Journey, right? Um, and I suppose I, Forbidden Journey is better than Arthur. Um, it's, it's way more intense. Like you do almost go upside down. Well, I think you probably do go upside down. Um, and it, Arthur obviously don't because you're suspended beneath the track. So, so people aren't aware of the, the ride type. So we've got um, trains which are three um, cars of each of four people um, in, a, in a row. But there's quite a bit of space in between um, these rows as the rows can actually independently rotate themselves. So it means that, uh, as you would in many dark rides, you can rotate through the scenes and even on the outside bit as well. It's a bit, it goes a bit faster. 
yeah, I suppose it's a kind of dual thing in terms so you can see the scenes like you say, and then also on the outside, if you're lucky or unlucky, you, know, <laughs> you might you might spin around and go backwards. And a couple of things built into those seats as well, which are pretty unique. There's a first of all kind of a vibration motor, so when you're kind of encountering uh, the bees and the bugs and the monsters on the ride, you'll you'll kind of feel it, and that um, yeah. Yes, pretty you. good. Good surprise first time. There's a little bit of interactivity with the kind of button pressing thing. Well, that's the thing. I have no idea what it does or no. you know, what so you're trying to do. No, so each seat has a button to press. And in one of the scenes on the ride, you're told in a variety of languages, which I found pretty funny, to uh, to press the button and then and then something happens. Well, you don't know if actually if, if people pressing the button has any sort of uh, effects. So it seems like that scene would just happen as it would anyway. I, so, don't, yeah. I don't know what it does. Maybe someone listening can email in and tell us <laughs> if but, you know what pressing the button does then, yeah uh, please, we'd love to know maybe know. this is my theory the amount of people in that car that hit the button the more times they hit the less chance there is of them going backwards on the outdoor scene do you reckon i don't know I'm just I, I would I have know. i would have jammed that sounds even, like a theory. even more that sounds like a theory nice little outdoor section i've enjoyed it and it gets fair few times though but probably more due to capacity it's really popular yeah anything. super popular you can see why it's clearly going to be popular with children as well i think it's a great experience for kids yeah definitely it is good it's, overall it's a really good experience it's not intense not intense maybe not uh, perfect execution with kind of those dark ride sections yeah but i think my favourite bits of the ride for me aren't actually the dark ride sections. It's yeah. kind of the bit where you're like going around really slowly and above the uh, uh, kind of plaza area yes. inside. Yeah, it's true. I really you like can that see bit. people down below. You go so slow up. that you kind of like fall. Like it almost feels like you're falling out of your seat a little bit. Yeah. So that's quite. I quite like that. But then also the bit where you go outside and you kind of go over the river and stuff. And mm. Because of the speed you're going, because it's not that fast, it's kind of like exhilarating just flying over the river. And there's a it real feels, it's got beautiful a really nice about, about that. It. Yeah, yeah, it's very much hopefully the, the future of um, family coasters because I think there's a lot of appeal to it. Um, so yeah, that's number four for me, Arthur. Number four for me is uh, um, it was new in 2016. It's in the island area <laughs> of the park. Why? <laughs> it is um, dancing. Dinky. Why? Now, for those of you who don't know what dancing is, this is your fourth favourite ride. Right. Your own... <laughs> I'll explain why. It's uh, number one, the Barbar Express. Or... You have to wait and see. I can't give anything away. Um, it, now, I'll admit, it is a rocking tub. Standing off the shelf, kind of junior ride, you know, primarily at children. But what Europa Park have done in this, you know, great themed island area, they've put it inside, um, inside cut. Not a full building, but it's it's enclosed and there's a bit it's of an open breathe. front it's to it. Yeah. It's a very detailed queue and kind of the inside bit it's in. And basically it's themed to be and this is this this is just unlike maybe some of the other eyes that we criticised, you can't argue for what the story is on it. It's now the <laughs> yeah, dancing dinghy, yeah, exactly. It, yeah. The dancing dinghy turns out is a lifeboat of the Titanic, except before the Titanic, um sailed. And um, and so you ride in this. I presume they're, they're testing it to make sure it can enjoy it. Well, so it's a good job they did. That's all I can say. It's a good it's, job they it's did. Lucky yeah. they did. It was probably the only uh, lifeboat of the Titanic. It was very well built and well tested in this Dublin dockyard, even though the Titanic built in Belfast. But we'll let that pass over. But um, it's got a great RMA score soundtrack. And you know what? For a rocking tour, clearly not going to be the uh, most thrilling ride of all time. For this model, though, it packs a good punch, doesn't it? We, I think we both, we both <laughs> enjoyed good, riding it. It's yeah? a rocking tug. Yeah, it's a rocking tug. That's rock, all I can say, really. It's a rocking really. tug. It's a rocking what? tug with a good, some good theme in, a nice soundtrack. I definitely like the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, but is it my fourth 
his favourite rider. Can I just say, it, it does exit shop. into a gift shop, so that's a, a sign, a testament well, of, yeah, of how big a rider is to your own. Well, they've, you know, they've got Ima scores. Yeah. Like, this, this, I, a theme for it, I so they obviously, a, you know, went out for it, but I mean... It's I just think a in the concept of you know in the in the world of context of uh, Fort Park dragging in you know out of a skip a rocking tug and setting it up oh yeah definitely chuck a bit of netting on somewhere that that's the theme it shows you actually even with basic ride types like this that are only ever going to be filler for your theme park for a kids area you put some effort into it it can actually honestly be you know a nice your favorite ride a, a nice attraction you know what you know, captures it, it sets out something, and it, yeah, it's nice. So, you need um, Silver Star and Blue Fire when you've got a rocket tug. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's my, my four favourite. It's nice, it's an okay ride, yeah. It did pack a, a mild punch at the top. Two rides. So, Dancing Dinghy in Ireland is my four favourite ride. Alright, number three for me. Yeah. Silver Star. Silver Star. A lot of people criticise it, but that's only because they've been on Mako or they've been on Shambhala. Oh, okay. This is yeah. my, it was my first uh, B&M Hypercoaster. It, it was um, also mine when I first went on it. In uh, fact, it still is my only B&M Hypercoaster that I've been I wasn't a, a big fan of going um, kind of that high up. I'm not a fan of kind of tall coasters, particularly when it's tall due to the agonizingly slow lift hill. But um, it does what a Hypercoaster does. It's great. It gives it's an airtime air machine, isn't yeah. it? It really is an airtime machine. And the restraint system is amazing. The fact it just kind of holds you in by your thighs means you're so free the whole way around the track. Oh, it's great. You can really feel that airtime as a result. Um, and the number of, you know, hills it, it can do. And uh, and even in the later ones, due to the kind of the angle it drops, that really kind of, you know, throws you out of your seat. It does throw you out of your seat, yeah. Great thing. And the tension when you're going up the lift hill as well. Yeah. It's quite high capacity. And then they've removed the soundtrack. Oh, really? Yeah. They yeah. used to have a kind of cheesy soundtrack. Oh yes, it used to have a uh, silver, sco- uh, silver star song. You were thinking. Now yeah. they're kind of just—it's just, I don't know what's it. It's very like kind of generic, generic kind of like racing. It's sponsored by the Mercedes Benz of the Formula One team. It's a kind of very generic racing thing, despite the fact it's technically in the France area of the park. Yeah, not quite sure what was going on with that one. But, uh, we'll <laughs> let, fairness, let that pass. We'll let that pass. Yeah, in fairness, when, when you come to a hyper coaster, you need to squeeze in where you can, really. Yeah. So uh, and they, it's a bit of a car park coaster. Let's exactly. Be yeah. It's a bit of a you know out and back into the car park, but you know. It's, I, for me, just the, the, the first drop's incredible. Um, and all of the airtime's great. Could could do with a bit more kind of the uh, helixy section at the end. You know, yeah, it's true. Quite cool when you're like racing around that it's little like, part at the end of it. But. It's it's great. It gives you all the airtime. But yeah, I think I've kind of a few like flowing helixes. The actual turns it does have in the ride are quite jarring, aren't they? Um, yeah. um, you know, maybe they should have kind of used a, a speed return here. But no, yeah, um, it's 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 going to be on, on my list, I can assure you, uh, somewhere. But yeah, no, really, really great, simple, but really effective. I've guessed Yeah, so we'll start. Number three. So number three for me is Arthur, which we've wow. already uh, wow. discussed. Um, so I'll just, you know, unique ride system. I think it's worth checking out if you haven't. You know, as, as we were saying, you know, not, not perfectly executed in... In some ways, maybe in terms of the theming, I'd say the theming won't necessarily directly appeal to a UK audience who've not really seen the film and uh, that it's based on. But you know what? I think we've got to give it credit. I think if you were a child, you were, you know, seven or eight, oh, yeah, this, la- this larger than life world and this, you know, fun, yeah. sweeping, thrilling roller coaster. And um, yeah, it, it's, I think, really great for them. I mean, you've got to praise the addition they made there. So that's my first favourite. Yeah, even the like, interior queue line's got, you know, good 
a good amount of things. There's a nice, there's a nice depth to it. And Roller yeah. Coaster that tells a story and actually, you know, packs a packs a half decent thrill as well and, and, and is unique. I don't think you can uh, knock it too hard. While it's not on our lists, it, well, it might be on your list, but I kind of doubt it. We've got to mention the little uh, pop, poppy tower and drop yeah. towers. <laughs> Please say that's which, not my favourite, right? <laughs> I'm, well, I know it probably wasn't your first or second, it wasn't mine either. They are pretty cool little yeah. drop towers for what they are. I mean, you can probably like look at them from afar, as I did when we first went there. Thought, oh, it's just a frog just a hopper, ride, you know, yeah. not going on that. But actually, no, it shoots you up, shoots you down at some speed. Um, decent amount of, you know, airtime on it, a little. Yeah, high capacity as well, decent height. Um, it's worth it's worth checking out. And I think that's a decent thing about um, Europe Park. And, and kind of my point while around dancing dinghy, um, there are substance to some of these kind of smaller junior rides as well. There's a nice variety overall. Yeah, it's, it feels like they're not just kind of plot there for the, for the sake of yeah, putting It's there. worth There's checking out all these. There's always a reason why they're there. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. All right. So my number two. Yeah. Blue Fire. Blue Fire, nice. Blue Fire. I, when I first went on it, I thought it was amazing. Yeah. And every time I've been on it since, I haven't been more disappointed, but I've kind of, maybe I've just got used to it. Okay. And it, well, right. it's not as impressive as I first thought when I went on it. So this is uh, Mill Park's uh, only launched coaster, only inverting coaster as well. It's a Mac Mega coaster, yeah. Um, so this is what's going to be coming to Blood and Pleasure Beach next year with yeah, Icon, Icon, is it? Yeah. Wow. So, really looking forward to that. Um, so it has a, it starts off with launch, goes into. It's probably worth noting as well. It's Max. Uh, it was a prototype coaster. Okay. So uh, it's got it's got heart rate sensors in it. Although it never worked. Uh, it for didn't me. really work, did it? My, my heart it does have as a onboard beat. audio as well. But actually, I think every time we went on it, it didn't I didn't work. notice that person. Yeah. No. So I don't know if they've like removed it. But I guess the beauty uh, of Blue Fire, and if you uh, if you haven't checked out already, do go onto our Facebook page um, at Coaster Crate, and you can see a 360 degree uh, video we've taken of it as well. In the in the middle, in kind of quite a, a, a unique area in the centre of the you get some great views of, of just all the track there. But uh, a number of versions in it. Yeah, quite. Uh, it's like what three versions, four versions? I think it's four, right? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So you've got so you launch out into a sizable top hat. I mean, clearly, you know, not stealth or top throw drags or anything like that it's but kind of not really a top hat though it's kind of just like a almost like a hill maybe not the steepness yeah. it's kind of turn at the yeah. top it's kind of like the issue is it's way too slow it loses <laughs> all of its speed literally it's, I it's, it's crawling I don't think it's supposed top. to race around the I'm top. not saying it's meant to race on the top I think carrying I think it's supposed to slow down you're supposed to be like wow you know we're at the top and we and then you dive down back into the it's kind of too slow though I, I don't think it's too slow you're, st- you're up there for seconds <laughs> you could say the same on other coasters if they've got you know stall turns or you know something like that yeah but too yeah, too, too slow for um, my liking personally the reason it's so good is the last inversion the reason it's, it makes that's, such that's, a good ride is the that's last that's too slow inversion. as well it's not too slow that's it's too absolutely slow. perfection that so we've only got lap, uh, no we do have, do we have over the shoulders or lap bars no it's got a lap bar yeah lap bar um and so on this this last uh, barrel roll, when you say a hotline. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's barrel roll. Once again, maybe going through that a bit too slow. So with, with just the lap bar, you really falling out, and not in kind of like a fun bit of airtime way, but in the fact that you're like in that position for a couple of seconds. So you know, you you really feel kind of like jarringly uncomfortable. At least at least kind of I did. You know what? No, but I think ha- I read somewhere that it feels like it's a giant bear hug. It's throwing you around, and for me, that kind of put it puts it 
in a really great... I think that's a better context to put it in context, because yeah. it's got some great... But that's why I like it. It's, it's exciting. It's got some great near misses as well. It goes yeah. from some amazing rock work. Yeah, the, um, the rock work looks brilliant, yeah. That's right. So yeah, that's why it's my number two. It's, it's, I think it's... Well, it's, I think it's great, right? I, I don't think it's too slow. So, my number two. We've only got two left. What do you reckon my top two are going to be? I think your top two are going to be uh, Eurosat somewhere in there. Okay. My second is Silver Star. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So, you know, as we're saying, um, you know, it's insane. It's fast. It's tall. You've got great um, airtime and all of that. But... Um, Airtime machine. Airtime machine. Say. We've said it. 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 We've said the extended queue line, which every time I've been in shot, I've only seen like YouTube videos. Oh, wow. Look amazing! Like the theming, the level of detail that we've got in the, in the theming in there looks really great. Uh, the station's great, the trains are great, super comfy, and it's insane. It feels it literally like you said, like it feels like it's completely out of control, and it feels like it's just it does what it wants. And for me, and it's loud and it's a little bit too rough. And for me, that's all the hallmarks of a good wooden roller coaster. That's sweet. And I think it's probably the best wood road person that I have do you, ever been. Do you, would you suppose my comments at all in terms of its intensity? Is that in, not in any way maybe... I don't think there's anything wrong with it too intense. No. No. Okay. I, I, it's, it's, I mean, we go on road coasters because, you know, they are intense. Yeah. You, you get a kick out of it, right? True, but there's a limit, and as we all know in the original Rollercoast Tycoon, that's when the intensity reaches 10, which no one will just go on <laughs> no it. No so, on it yeah. um, I don't think that would ever happen in real life, though. If there's a really intense Rollercoast, people should be like, I'm not going to go on it. <laughs> yeah. I think people always go on intense Rollercoasters. No, definitely. And I think, you know, we're, we're clearly a bunch of thrill seekers. We like to kind of almost challenge ourselves in these ways. I don't, don't get me wrong, I, you know, really, there's a lot to enjoy about one. That's why it made my top five list as well. But, yeah, it's not. It, Perfect ride is one that you know you can just kind of. I could only go on that so many times in a day. You know, it's, it's maybe yeah. It, oh, it would I give me a headache for a while. I think I could go on it all day long. The feeling Thanks that you get. Thankfully, single rider, single rider lines. The feeling that you get when you're on the back row and you go down that first drop Oof. is insane. It literally feels like you're going to fall out. It's a very steep first drop. It's so steep. steep and it's so fast. And the, the thing is, it never lets up. It never slows down. There's not one like element of the track. Where it slows down and you're like, okay, it's kind of you know coming to an end. It's now. a it's it a is, battle. It is like it's a battle. That like, that Rochester train is clinging onto that track for dear life. It's been thrown. That's what's so good about it. Yeah. For me, maybe just five miles now. Five miles now slower, okay. and then we're, then we're talking. So my favourite ride at Number Europe one. Park. Please don't say Eurosat. It is Eurosat, and I'll tell you why. So we've gone through this list. We've we've listed you know twenty rides in total. I don't think they're they're all different. So there'll be a few few duplicates there. But um, a lot of it has been about because Europe Park is you know, so highly regarded about expectations. Yeah. And you know, in some of the things that we've listed, that we did enjoy are ones that we had high expectations of. They just didn't live up to it for whatever reason. I, in fairness, before going, this is my first trip to Europe Park. I watched all you know the YouTube on rides like that, so I always knew what was coming. But 
the Eurosat experience, you know, I was just thinking, okay, you know, I've, I've you know, done Space Mountain and, and Black Hole and stuff like that. I know kind of on indoor sort of coaster like that intensity is going to be like. But then you go in, there's festival trancy disco music. Yeah. So it's already kind of a bit weird. It's very kind of 80s space. So yeah. it's already kind of a bit fun in terms of that yes, kind of... Uh, yeah, you go up on an escalator uh, to go into the ride building, into the last bit of the queue line. Um, the trains are probably similar to X uh, um, for a park. Um, and the ride's similar to X, isn't it? And, and arguably so, yeah. Um, you go up um, a long lifter, probably not as long as Euromir, though, and that's probably a saving grace to it. So True. it's a spiral, very very long, very gradual lift hill. Dark again. But pitch yeah, black. some bits, pitch black, and yeah. that really builds up the kind of, this is actually, yeah, it, does, it builds yeah. up the tension a lot more effectively than Euromir. And then you get to the top. I think uh, we had the pleasure of being on the front row the first time we went on it. And... Yeah, okay. It's you know, it's not the best rollercoaster layout in the world. It's not the most tense or whatever one in the oh, world. Number one. But um, yeah, because because I went in like going yeah, but great jobs. You know, as an indoor kind of in the dark coaster, you know, it's all about those you know, sweeping helixes and stuff like that. And you know, we rode uh, X before Pop just a few weeks before, and that was just kind of a dire example of a rollercoaster that never really gets going. But this. Carries the speed well, really free flowing through. And being at the front is what, well, and you know, there's, 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 you know, disco lights and lasers at some point. So you think you know where you're going, think you don't. But then you, you're, you don't honestly know where, where it's going next. That is true. Because it's in the dark, you, know, you may have seen the YouTubes, but you, you know, you, you really can't see too well. Um, and it goes under some of the supports of the ride. You genuinely think. My head's going to hit that. There's a lot of I'm head choppers. I'm about to die. Yeah. Intentional or not, there are a lot of There head are a lot of head choppers. You cannot have your you know, your arms outside the car at all. I'm ducking my head at many yeah. points trying to avoid this. We're both quite tall as well. Like, we're, you, we're both over six foot. So. Yeah. If you, you need to take your bags onto it as well, so that's another thing to kind of hold the up. There's a lot of stuff to worry about on that ride. Yeah. You're alive, where you're going, etc. And it's just a, a mad ride experience with and that's actually it's not a bad ride but it's just it's just crazily presented and i think you know the the anticipation of the lift they'll give you stuff like, i'll be honest this all, this mainly comes off my first ride of it when i didn't know when we went in for a second time after i dragged you on uh the later day because i kind of knew it was going to happen a bit more i didn't quite carry that but because of just going into the unknown like i don't know what's going to happen here and it's like all this stuff's coming at you so fast i'm like wow this is really crazy really out of this world so and it's because i went in as low expectation it's going to be kind of a box down indoor coaster being on x recently you know it's not gonna to be too good it really it really was fun it really was a good laugh and i think at the end of the day that's why we go to theme parks that's you know kind of great experiences and it provided that it's a good ride yeah um is it better than blue fire no is it better than Woden? no is it better than silver staff no it, but um, we can agree it's better than dancing dinghy uh i prefer dancing dinghy Really? Oh yeah. wow! Well, this is all built on um, <laughs> clearly no forms Very of success whatsoever. Yeah, uh, it's it's okay. It's just it's it's a bit outdated. It's a bit retro. That's part of the charm. The music's quite good, you know. I quite like the fact that the lift hills pitch black and you're going up and you're like, I, I mean, I don't like that, but I do like that because it's a bit. Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. Um, some of the drops are okay. It's like you're making a trade-off to. The 80s, though, both in terms of kind of theming and music.
issues and also kind of just ride safety as well, it seems, doesn't it? <laughs> There's a lot of, yeah. That's, I don't that's, think this can get away from any of that today. It's an okay ride. It's, it's about a day. I think. Part of the charms. Yeah, okay. Well, there we go. Um, so that's this it. will stop for the now? best and the first Let's of do a rundown of, uh, of what we've done. So my worst, Bryce just lost. Adventure Atlantis, Swiss Bob, your Park History Alpine Express, Coastality. Your worst? Yep, so I share um, Alpine Express, Coastality, Atlantis Adventure, but then I've gone for Slow Ride Snowflake, Euromir, and Cassandra's Curse as well. And my best, Euromir, Arthur, Silverstar, Bluefire, and one Woden. Yep, so I've gone for Woden, Silverstar, and Arthur, but I've decided just to pepper it up with the magic of Dancing Dinghy and Eurosat. Great. But I think our overall conclusion is, though, it's a great get, park. Yourself, get yourself down yeah, to your park. Absolutely. Get yourself down. It is a brilliant theme park. It's, there, there's, there is a thing with it being like so hyped uh, at the moment. That, that's true. And yeah, it, it always, it, like, yeah. always kind of has been like super hyped. So when you do go there, sometimes I can understand why people are like, really? Like, it's not that good. But I think that's just because it's been too hyped. I, you know, I went there for the first time. Obviously, heard a bit about it, um, but I, I was, I was so pleasantly surprised. In fact, as we went on a weekday during term time, as we've said, so uh, you know, not too busy for that. You know, maximum fifteen minute queue for the coasters. So obviously, that helps a lot. But just the setting, you know, the, the kind of relaxed nature of the park, the nice kind of food options as well, and the, the great place setting yeah. as well. Um, you know, they've done all the European areas very well. Like, the resort cool. is amazing as well. The hotels and, and are brilliant. All the resort, the yeah, are great. I absolutely love to stay in those. Food and drinks, point. you know, really nice. Get down there. You can find out more about uh, Europe Park. Be on their website. Yeah, on guess. their website. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, in fairness, we've got a, a couple of uh, posts already about Europe Park on our blog, blog.coastco.co.uk, and there'll be uh, more to come, so do check that out. So that's almost it now for the end of our very first Coast of Great podcast. That, that t- took on a, a bit longer than expected. There's an awful lot to talk about there. I Yeah, must admit, it's been longer than I thought, but it's definitely a good, good chat. But, I mean, most importantly, though, this is our first podcast, hopefully the first of many. We do want your feedback, so do let us know. Facebook, Twitter, uh, at Coast of Great. It'd be really great to get your feedback on that. And if you are a member of the Coast of Great Club, Thank you very much. This is like when you fly with uh, EasyJet and they say, thank you very much for choosing EasyJet today, even though you uh, probably have no choice. If you're seem not aware, we've just launched Coast Great Club. It's basically a, a patron thing, which is where you can help support us, support what we do with these podcasts, these blogs, uh, all of our products. Um, you can choose basically how much you want to give us. Um, we've got kind of certain rewards that you can get Great in return. Rewards. Um, so you'll get exclusive content so if you if you like our content our blogs and our podcasts you can have exclusive bits of that if you like our products we can give you uh, discounts we can give you uh, free badges early we access. can give you early access to our new designs and priority dispatch so you'll get them for anyone else and if you really want to be part of it and actually go you know what's the process you know behind how can um, I get more involved con- Coaster Crate um, you know can I maybe input in the designs and stuff we've actually got a gold tier you'll get a free t-shirt after um, three months with that so the, the value kind of pays itself in no time um, and um, you'll be able to kind of wear us and stuff as well um, we've had a great response so far to it as I say it's an additional thing to support us if you want to support us if you've just got you know you can spare you know a couple of dollars a month to do so um, then great thank you very much if you don't you want to continue enjoying these you know our blog posts all of our social media content for free and you know shop and check out what we offer at your leisure perfectly happy to do that as well 
And in fact, um, so it's been a few months now since we've done any new products. It's been too long. It's been too long. We had it's to rectify that. It's been way too that. long. Yeah, we, we needed to, to do something. That. Everyone wanted new stuff. We were, you know, we were trying to work out a way of, you know, carrying on Coaster Crate without continuing the monthly subscription thing. Well, it was great. People loved it. It just wasn't. We just you know, we just couldn't make it all all work, so we could actually provide this at a great price to you, and um, and you know for everything to kind of work out in that sense. We thought let's take what people really liked about it. And, you know, we've everyone's uh, you know really enjoyed kind of these limited edition pieces that we've been able to make, and let's let's focus. We've made it more accessible, really. Exactly. Like, you know, you're not tied into the subscription now. You still get other great products. Yeah, but you know you don't have to. If you subscribe. if you like a certain product and design, we do great. You can buy it. If not, there. Well, that's that, that's great. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So what have we got as our first uh, new products in the store? So our first new product coming up is a coaster crate badge. Okay. We quite a lot of people have said, you know, I really wouldn't mind some coaster crate merch that's actually coaster crate branded. We were kind of hesitant to do it Very at first because you know a lot of people don't want to walk around with logos and stuff you know branded all over themselves, but you know people want it. So we thought we'd make one. So it's a 38 millimeter circular badge. So it's bigger than kind of the ones that we gave with our Dark Rise and Space. It's quite boxes. a lot bigger, actually. Yeah. So yeah. It's, a, it's a nice size to it. It's got the uh, round Coast Crate logo in blue. It'll be work well on a, a lanyard or a bag or on a t-shirt, whatever. And it's just a pound as well. It's just a pound. It's a good price. Yeah. So a little pocket money filler if you want to kind of help support Coast Crate. If you want to, yeah, have it's a, a nice add-on badge. as well if you're buying something. You know, exactly. Yeah. You buy that as well. Very nice. Um, but then. It's not all about badges. Matt. No. We've got, we've got piece, hero products. We've got a piece of resistance because uh, you know I'm going to flatter Matt now. Matt's a very talented graphic designer. I'm absolutely you know bowled over uh, by some of the work he's did. I know you guys are particularly receptive to all the t-shirts that we put out in the subscription boxes. So we've uh, well Matt's very kindly a great design for a limited edition A3, so bigger than we've ever done before card print this is going to look great man it's going to be really good it's a high it's high quality as well it's a decent card that's what we're really fussy about when we buy when we do these it's things. true yeah every time we release a product even in the previous coaster crates we're, we're concerned firstly about what the product is you know is it going to be a mug is it going to be a t-shirt is it going to be a season like that but then we're concerned about the quality of it you know we want it to be decent card stock we don't want yeah. it crumbling away you know we want decent t-shirts with high con content you know we want it to last so everything that we make design is always going to be high quality so this is a 300 gram square meter card so it's the same quality card as if uh, the dark rides prints that we included with our dark rides subscription box they're now out of stock unfortunately um but this is a3 what what's the design then? what's going to be on my wall it's a nemesis inferno uh, oh wow print which Brilliant. is going to be great um in the background you've got the volcano steaming volcanoes uh and in the foreground you've got the, the vertical loop and that looks really imposing as well yeah which is what all red clips should do right yeah definitely i mean yeah, it's just a great design. And it's, at the top, we've got a bit of typography. Uh, journey into the jungle, I think. And it's part, and it's very much part of kind of this new wave of, you see kind of a lot of, you know, uh, movies being reinterpreted into this sort of design of posters as well. So it's a great way to kind of mix, you know, pop culture and the things that you love. But actually, in some of that, you know, it actually looks quite good on the wall. It deserves its place there. Thank you. <laughs> my, my pleasure. Unfortunately, though, there's only 50 of them. There is only 50 There's then. only 50. Your Sorry. printer ran out of ink too quickly. <laughs> and you can't be on buying any more cartridges. So um, it's a limited edition of 50. And as you know, we've already run out of stock quite a few Coaster Crate products. When it's gone, it's gone with Coaster Crate. And that's a great thing that it's limited edition. It's a collector's item. It's A3 and it's available in our store right now for just £12. 
12 pounds. 12 pounds. So get it whilst you can. And it's going to look great framed. Essentially. I think that's the, you know, if, yeah. if you're going to get one, you know, spend a couple of quid extra. I mean, we don't sell frames. You know, we're not a <laughs> frame crate or whatever. But, <laughs> that's um, our next project. We're not, we're not going to try and sell you the frame as well. But um, definitely frame it because that's what makes it look great. Yeah, exactly. Don't just blue tack it on the point. Get a frame. And then, well, the great thing about our um, store now is we've redone our online store. If you've maybe shopped with us a few months ago, then it's it's completely different. So we do have very limited stock left of um, some of the contents of our previous boxes. In selected sizes, we have our pop t-shirt and our black hole t-shirt. Very last few of those. Um, other products we've uh, got. Oh, Matt! Matt's got one, so that's one less. Um, very last few products, and um, we've got we've got some of the, the space uh, pin badges. Space pin badges, yeah. Um, inspired by Space Mountain, and those those pin badges are actually great. I think they're probably the best. Maybe not they're the very best. Well received. They're, they're probably one of the best. Uh, yeah, well received uh, products that we've done. We've got our exclusive uh, Legend of Chain Out comic as well. Yeah, but that's, everything is in such limited quantities now. There's literally not a lot left of anything. That's true. So if you want to, if you didn't check out uh, Coast Crate the uh, first time around, we did subscription boxes. Uh, Doing now, a lot of items are on sale as well. T-shirts from seven pound fifty. As I said, we've got the badge from just a pound. Substitute every order. If you spend thirty pound or more, though, you get free delivery, and we accept Apple Pay and PayPal. So if you want to check it out, do. If you want to kind of check out our blog, our podcast, then uh, you can do that as well. Bit QVC though, but you know, we'll bit let QVC, it slide. yeah. We'll let, let us know what you think. Should we uh, take a quiz on QVC? Do let us know. You can check us out on social media. As I've said, we're on uh, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube uh, at Coastscrape. We do need a few more YouTube subscribers. I think that'd be nice. Yeah, we're going to post uh, hopefully some new videos to the channel as well. I think we'll put the podcast on there. You can check out uh, some videos as well from our trip to Germany. Um, and also, don't forget to uh, subscribe to this podcast. And we'll definitely well. be doing some new products as well. So, yep. uh, do if, you, if the Nemesis Inferno print isn't for you, don't know why it wouldn't be because it's great. Um, but yeah, we're gonna. There's gonna be more coming. Plenty more. More to t-shirts. Come. And hopefully more to come here on the Coast Grove Podcast. It's been a great first episode. Yeah, it's been really good. Thank you very much, Matt. If you enjoyed this episode, please uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and whatever subscription method you have. But also, particularly if you uh, subscribe to it via the Apple iTunes podcast app, please do leave us a review, rate us five stars. It's really important. It can really help spread a great word about Coast of Grace. So thank you very much for listening and for your support. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Bye. Bye.